All right. Hey, what is up? Uh, this is Ashley Gillen. It's hashtag going Gillen, uh, which obviously you know that if you're tuning into the podcast, you had to click on it. So you already saw that the name of the podcast is going Gillen. Uh, but please, if you do share this with anybody, um, on any socials, please do tag hashtag going Gillen. Um, it just helps me to be able to find what people are saying. Um, get feedback. If you have ugly things to say, hashtag going Gillen. Cause I want to know that too, but also maybe just, uh, DM me and let's, let's hash that out on a, a less public platform than some folks enjoy, uh, doing. For some reason, I feel like people uh like an audience when they have um shit to talk but that's okay anyways um i i digress um so yeah you can find me on instagram it's ashley pip gillen on instagram so ashley my first name a-s-h-l-e-y pip p-i-p gillen just like going gillen g-i-l-l-a-n-d so ashley pip gillen on instagram or facebook um i do have a group set up that's going gillen not a whole lot of content there other than just updates on when a new podcast has aired um but definitely do feel free to follow that group um so that you could dm me if nothing else um and comment on the podcast posts so anyways let's dive in this is going to be a challenge review and recap episode um as most of you probably already know and if not you do now because i'm about to tell you um this podcast is typically um tagged how to be an actual real life human and we talk about exactly that how to be an actual real life human also though this human really likes the challenge um mtv's the challenge the tv show reality tv show um so i've decided to review and recap this season um as we we move throughout season 35 i probably will do it in season 36 as well uh we'll see how it goes but i just really like talking about the challenge and i'm meeting some pretty awesome people uh because of the podcast as well so actually i got a picture from car maria signed a picture of her uh her and actually that she signed for me and wrote a really sweet message on um thanks in part to a friend that I made um as part of this podcast and then following her uh book club but anyways so um basically the reason the point that I'm telling you this is because the reason that I do this is so that I can meet you guys so that while we're having to socially distance I can socially connect with you all um because that's important to me and I think it's important to um a lot of other people as well and it's all a part of how to be an actual real life human right so um, one of my escapes is the challenge. Again, this is uh, the challenge season 35. We're calling it total badness, madness this season. Um, and this is episode number 14. Uh, it is a review and recap. So that means there will be spoilers. So if you haven't watched episode 14 yet, stop listening unless you are cool with me uh, walking you through the entire episode and obviously uh, spoiling some things for you. So let's do it. Um, every episode I do give out an MVP at the very end of the episode. You probably read who the MVP is going to be um, in the little highlights of the episode as well, but we will do that at the end if I remember. Sometimes I forget, but hopefully I don't this time. Um, I am tempted every episode this season so far to give MVP to Anissa because I'm obsessed with her right now. Um, I am very bipolar um, and a little bit fair weathered when it comes to who I am a fan of um, on any given season of the challenge. Um, I always like CT. That's a given always 100% of the time. And I also always like Cara Maria 100% of the time. Um, I'm a fan of the two of them. I used to not like Johnny Bananas. I like him now. 
Um, I go back and forth on West. Typically, it's a no for me. This season, it's been a little bit different with him teaming up with Bananas. I've actually uh, really liked him. And then also watching him on Instagram and the friends and benefits thing and the way that he reacted uh, to all the D stuff. I'm liking that. Um, I'm typically not a fan of Nani or Kayla. I like Jenna. Um, when Zach is there, I don't like either of them when they're separate. So um, I am a little bit, I like Josh about 50% of the time. So I like Kyle basically always, Bear basically always. So yeah, I'm a little bit uh, fair weathered and a little bit uh, back and forth bipolar when it comes to who I am fans of. So if that drives you crazy, I am really sorry. Um, I will flip around. There's very little loyalty um, <laughs> in my uh, fan picks when it comes to the challenge, except that I'm pretty ride or die when it comes to CT and uh, Car Maria. Uh, this season I have been Anissa all all the way she is hilarious to me I feel like she's taken the high road every single opportunity that she's had um, with the one little run-in with uh, Nani not being an exception to that either right she's I just feel like she's grown a whole lot um, and I like the either the edit that she got this season or the person that she's become is just really cool um, so all of that to say I Probably won't give MVP to Anissa at the end of this episode, but I also might uh, because typically I end up talking myself into it as I go. But um, let's dive in. So as you all know by now, my favorite part of every episode is the previously on and the next time on. Uh, you can watch just those you know, two minutes and know everything that you need to know about every single episode. So um, there's that. Uh, but yeah, so previously on, uh, Melissa beats Nani. Uh, hopefully you know this by now, right? So Melissa beats Nani and Kyle makes a joke about, uh, getting his red skull, but really it's just a tattoo that he got. And bananas is like, yeah, it doesn't count that you, uh, are just talking about a junky tattoo or something like that, but it's a little bit of foreshadowing. So stay tuned. Um, we, in the reek oh my gosh what is my dog freaking out for hold on just one second she's trying to get in the bathroom so i'm going to let her come on in i don't know now you guys are gonna have to hear uh background noise from my husband all right let me try that again sorry um, so my podcasts are recorded at my home where real life is happening all the way around me. So hopefully the extra noise is not too distracting for you guys. Um, and hopefully my dog's coming in and out. If you could see their faces, you wouldn't be bothered by it because they're really, really, really cute. Um, but me just talking about it doesn't really do them any justice. They're really adorable, I promise. So if they start to get on your nerves with the coming in and out, just picture the most adorable little faces staring up at you. And then you'll understand why I can't ignore them and I have to open the door and let them in and out every time they want to come because they're so cute. Hi, puppy girl. Hi, puppy girl. Um, anyways, okay, so, uh, da, da, da. oh, so what we know going into the episode is that Josh, Kyle, and Bailey do not have their red skulls. So one girl with without a red skull and two guys without a red skull. Um, so we know that going in, right? Um, we, oh, so this episode starts off with a lot of talk about a partner final. Um, so, they're, the guys are like, you know, I don't want to run a final with Anissa. Maybe we need to get her out. Maybe we need to send her into the next elimination because I don't want to run a final against Anissa. And I'm a little bit confused, right? So here's what I know. I know that Bananas has run, what, six 
finals, one, six finals, maybe five, five or six um, finals. I know that. And so I know that he's kind of seen every variation where you run it completely alone, where you go in as a team, where you go in alone, but you get paired up. Um, you guys might remember him having to do that with, I can't think of her name, uh, but he was pretty bummed out because he felt like she was slowing him down. But I think she he actually ended up winning that. Um, it, anyways, so where, you know, they, they randomly assign you with a partner, right? So let's say that it's me, um, and, uh, let's say, let's say ABC are the three girls and then D, E, and F are the three boys. So A would go with D, B would go with E, and C would go with F on the first leg. And then on the second leg, A would go with E, B would go with F. So does that make sense? So that they rotate around. So I think, right, that Bananas, like I said, has seen kind of every variation of the format. So he knows that it's a possibility that you could have to run a leg with Anissa as your partner. So the episode starts out with the guys basically saying, let's send in Anissa uh, because we don't want to run a final with her. And it's really, really unfortunate because Anissa has more white skulls, which means that she's taken more people out in eliminations than anybody else in the history of the show. Um, and yet the guys don't want to pair with her what they aren't considering is the fact that it's not only going to be a run, right? So it's not only how fast you can run or how much endurance you have, which I haven't seen her gas out yet. She's not the fastest, let's be real, right? And she even says she's not in the best shape that she's been in in her entire life. She just came off of like major foot surgery. So of course, you know, she could be in better shape. But again, I haven't seen her gas out. She can beat anybody in any elimination, which means she's not a shit athlete. Like I feel like they're um, discrediting her. Um, Kyle makes a comment about how she's past her prime, which maybe, right? I don't know. Um, but she's really great at puzzles. She's really great at math. If it's a numbers thing, if it's an eating challenge, like there are things that she will be better at than some of the other girls. Now, do I think she would win in a final if it was her against Jenny? I don't know. I don't know that, right? But there are going to be things potentially that one of the guys might not be good at that Anissa would be good at. Let's say that there's a puzzle leg, right? And she gets partnered up with Josh on the puzzle leg. She could very well move him up 30 minutes by not having to time out, right? So she makes that point. And I think it's a good one. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. So Anissa's mom, they get to talk on the phone. They go into like that phone room. It looks like a little theater. Um, and her mom asks her if she's fallen in love. It's really very cute. This is like what her 12th season or something, something about 18 years or something like that, her mom says. And her 20th season, I don't know, a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of seasons, <laughs> maybe 20. Maybe she's had 20 seasons. Is that what she said? I don't really remember. My memory is not great. I take notes, but if it's not in my notes, then I don't remember it by the time I get to recording. Um, but her, she's like, are you in Russia? And Nisa's like, I can't tell you. She's like, how many people are left? She's like, mom, I can't tell you. She's like, have you fallen in love? No, mom, that's gross. But it's really cute because like, obviously her mom knows what she can and can't talk about, right? That is what it is. She says, mom, I'll take you out to dinner. And her mom's like, you're going to take me to the Bahamas. And Nisa's like, oh gosh, I better win. But um, yeah, the conversation is really super cute. I don't know what Anissa's ethnicity is. I didn't realize that she was mixed race. Um, it looks as if her mom, oh, maybe I did know that. Maybe, do I remember her saying something about being Jewish or, I don't really remember, but her mom is white, like light skinned. I don't know, but Caucasian, she looks like she's white to me, um, but super adorable. And yeah, she says, have you fallen in love yet? It's very, 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 
very cute. Oh, speaking of um, hashtag Black Lives Matter, let's go ahead and I do want to say that right and I believe that completely. Um, there was a message at the beginning of the episode. There was a message at the beginning of the last couple episodes as well. I assume they'll do it through the rest of the season. Um, if you would like to take action um, towards you know helping make a difference um, around Black Lives Matter, you can text D-E-M-A-N-D-S, the word demands, to 55156. So that is an MTV thing, not a going Gillen thing. Um, but I did want to share that with you in case you missed the episode and you're catching this podcast. So um, the request is that you take action by texting demands, D-E-M-A-N-D-S, to 55156. I'm not going to make this political um in any way if you would like to help out or if you'd like more information then text that number if you'd like to talk to me about how you feel about it how i feel about it i am absolutely happy to do that again i'm on instagram ashley pip pip gilland ashley pip gilland you can hit me up there dm me um you can also find me at going gilland on facebook and uh, we can talk there so i'm not going to do it here if you want to have a conversation again super happy to do so so um back to it Fessy and Corey are having a pretty sweet little conversation. I've mentioned many, 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 many times about how it makes my heart happy. The relationships that the guys are developing on the show, um, really seeing like across seasons and now Fessy joining the crew, how the guys are building relationships. And it's not just about hooking up with the girl and then them fighting over who's hooking up with the girls. Um, I'm really loving that. I think that the, it seems to me anyway, that the cast is older on average now than they were before maybe um and it just seems more grown I guess this season feels a little bit more grown than the seasons in the past that have just felt like you know everybody gets wasted drunk and then they all hook up with each other and then they all fight about who's hooking up with who and it's all catty and gross and Uh, this seems to be more you know athletes competing for a million dollars and I like it and the guys are uh, building relationships like bromances like you would expect teammates to build like on a football team um so fessy speaking of football was a go to the leaguer bust guy like basically his whole plan was to play in the nfl he was ranked like number 40 or something out of his position going into the draft and then didn't get picked up which is had to have been super devastating um, he's telling Corey about how people would profile him for being Middle Eastern and Muslim and that he felt like going on the challenge was kind of his second chance because after not getting picked up in the NFL, he didn't really know, you know, what to do. He felt like he couldn't do anything. Um, so yeah, he mentioned about how after 9-11, um, he would get some sideways looks cause his dad looks very stereotypically Middle Eastern and Muslim with the big beard, uh, you know, the brown skin, whatever. And, uh, it's pretty heartbreaking, but Anyways, um, sad. So Fessy talks about how he feels like going on the challenge is his second chance to compete, right? He Then that he's treating it like a football game and that you're either on my team or you're not on my team. You're either for me or you're against me. Um, Corey, Nelson, and Fessy kind of making a new little alliance. I'm really not mad about it. I like Fessy. I have no problems with him. I've liked him since the beginning of the season. Um, you know, I think he's, he's a great athlete, obviously. Um, and I think he seems, he seems pretty cool. Nelson is, you know, clearly a disaster. Let's be real. I, I think he has really great intentions. I don't think he means to be bad. I think he just says exactly what he's thinking when he's thinking it. And that's the end of it. Um, he has no like think before you speak zero. I have very little. He has literally none. Um, so there's that. (laughs) Um, again, I know I'm a flip-flopper. You're not telling me anything that I don't know already. We can fight about it all day. I know I've talked mad shit about Corey probably 
probably about Nelson. I know I have about Nelson because he's a mess. I think anybody would agree with that, though. Um, I don't know that I've not liked Fessy at any point in the season. But anyways, I'm, I'm okay with the three of them. I didn't like the whole Young Bucks thing. I just don't. I'm very... Um, I want the the people who have been there to win. I typically go for an underdog, like in real life. Like if I'm watching, you know, a, a game of t-ball, I'm going to go for the smallest kids. But for whatever reason on the challenge, I go for the returning athletes almost every single time, even if, um, like CT, he's supposed to win. I cheer for him every time. Bananas, he's supposed to win. I like for him to win. Um, it, it just is what it is. I don't, I don't know why I do that. So when the young bucks or whatever they were came about, I was not a fan. I did not love them coming onto the scene, being all crazy and loud and rude and rowdy. They came in, came in with Kayla guns a blazing, like just thought they were hot shit. And I hated that. I did not love that at all. But this season, the way that Corey and Fessy and even Nelson right now are showing up and showing out, I am not mad about i kind of like it i think it's cute um so anyways the mission let's get to it literally this mission is made made written up drawn produced for fessy and jenny they basically have to run and grab weights they put the weight in each other's barrel and then they have to by the time this timer runs up they have to make it to the top of this platform and stand there and wait right and then the alarm goes or sound goes off time runs up if they're standing at the top of the platform then they get an opportunity to go to the second round where they then hold up their barrel of weight so however much weight the other people put in their barrels and whoever holds it the longest wins so i mean even if every single person put all of their weight sorry even if every single person put all of their weight in fessy and jenny's barrels they would still win right like and i think they only get like a couple of minutes it's not like they get a super long time to fill up these barrels maybe like 30 or something i don't know um but yeah so everybody starts putting um their weight into Anisa. all of the girls start putting their weight into anisa's bucket and all of the guys start putting their weight into kyle's bucket um so the only so what you're accomplishing right is you're making it harder for them to hold up their weight right but then you also have to time your runs correctly so that you come back in time to get up on your platform before time is up so you don't want to be like out at the rock pit whenever time starts running up because then you won't make it back so a little bit i'm thinking like why would you even run like why not just save your save it and just stand up at the front and hold the weight but i don't know anyways they all run uh kyle anisa and nelson don't make it back for round two so they don't even get a chance to hold their weight so that's what i'm saying right like why would you maybe just go one time and then wait i don't know whatever um oh so i cannot even with mtv and the soundtrack this season it's the best that there's ever been at least in the last eight seasons without a doubt they play he's going the distance he's going for speed during this challenge like it's really good soundtrack this season i think they must have gotten a new sound guy what is it called not choreography that's the dancing cinematography is not that either what is it called anyways whoever does the music for this show i think they got a new one for this um episode i mean this season and he's great they should keep him around because the soundtrack is really really good um, okay, so I know I mentioned the demands texting to 55156, I believe is the number. Um, but real quick, right, we know that MTV cut D from the MTV family, said that she would not be on the reunion if they ever get to film it, uh, and that she would not be invited back to the challenge ever, but that they were going to go ahead and air the rest of the season, even though she's in it, 
right out of respect for the other athletes um and etc so they have done an amazing job though of cutting out everything d related i listened to an interview actually i think it's just maddie and rogan talking on instagram live it wasn't an interview stop it um but I listened to Rogan talking about how he basically has no airtime in some of these episodes because they cut it all out because D was around Rogan so much. And Rogan was telling, uh, who did I just say? Maddie. Whew, blinked. Rogan was telling Maddie how like he doesn't even care that he doesn't get any airtime because he would literally rather only have like three or four seconds of him like being cute and fun than a full 20 minutes of him fighting with D because he's so over it and so is everybody else. So yeah, we're not getting a lot of Rogan time right now because D is basically cut completely out of this episode. Um, we see her name on the screen when she drops her barrel. She's on the far left hand side and it says D dropped. There's no mention of it though. Like we don't even hear TJ say that she dropped and that's it. That's it. Oh, at one point, I think I saw her name on a barrel and I saw somebody put like a rock in her barrel. There's no other mention of her at all. And it doesn't feel weird on the episode. Like the fact that they can take somebody and just completely cut them out, like to where you don't see them, like there's nothing of value like to play to the storyline that's needed and they can just completely cut somebody out is I think a pretty good testament to how unimportant she was. But um anyway so we're at episode 14 and she's still on the show so if she makes it to a final that could be difficult like how are we gonna see a final run what if she wins i don't think she could win so if she wins i'm pretty sure that mtv would have pulled the show right Ooh, i don't know but we don't have to figure that out right now episode 14 she has a red skull we know that so she's not vying for one and we don't really see her at all we we don't not not really i don't remember seeing her at all in this episode so she she go um okay so again kyle and isa nelson don't make it to round two so they don't get to hold their weight up um cory and fessy make a deal with josh to get josh to drop his barrel they say you're in you're in you're in josh drops his barrel and then fessy literally 2.1 seconds later tells Corey, I'm taking you to the tribunal with me. Corey says, you sure elbow me, like give me daps. And he gives him an elbow. And then Corey drops, Fessy wins. And then it's Melissa versus Jenny for the girls. Come on, sister. Zero chance Melissa's going to win that. So Melissa ends up dropping. Um, and it's Jenny for the girls. Corey, Fessy, and Josh immediately start bickering, like right away. Um, Josh is throwing a little bit of a fit. It's a small fit. We've seen Josh throw very big fits. This is a little fit for Josh. So good job, Josh. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they're bickering back and forth. Um, uh, TJ tells them, you know, stop, whatever. Let's figure this out. Jenny and Fessy have to choose who they line them up, right? They line everybody up. TJ says who Jenny, Fessy, y'all come talk. Jenny and Fessy are talking. She says, this seems very obvious to me. We pick Kyle or Josh and then the house votes in the other one, right? That's an obvious decision. They're the only two guys without a skull. Why would we create enemies when we don't have to? Like why, why would we even put Corey on the tribunal? Like what is the point of that? Let's put Kyle on and let josh be the house vote or let's put josh on and let kyle be the house vote that's an obvious decision no brainer Corey feels like jenny owes him he says two one of them for sending her in against jen and giving her the easiest red skull probably ever earned ever or i guess the easiest skull ever earned it's probably the easiest elimination outside of laurel beating 
Jasmine, I believe, was who that that was. And that little, like, one where they put on the pads and they have to try to get the ball to the middle. Like, get out of here. That was a embarrassing one. But anyways, um, so he feels like Jenny owes him for that one. And he also feels like Jenny owes him because she literally says... Um, if you don't send me down, whenever she already had her red skull and was one of the tribunal picks, if you don't send me down, um, then I will do everything in my power to get you your red skull. However, she did that, right? Like, I don't know what she, I don't know. I have to go back and remind myself if she could have done anything to help Corey get a red skull at any point sooner. But this is past that, right? You already have your red skull. She's already held up her end of the deal. But anyways, Corey feels like Jenny owes him too. So Fessy ends up letting Jenny decide though. TJ sends them back. Jenny's on one side of the group. Fessy's on the other. She says, Josh. And Corey says, you are goofy. That is so funny. Ha ha ha. He feels slighted. Um, and then Corey is now throwing the same fit that he was giving Josh shit about for throwing right so within like a matter of minutes Corey's like calm down bro calm down bro it's not that big of a deal you're gonna go in you're the house vote it's no big deal blah 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 um to then basically Corey throwing the same fit that josh is throwing and fessy being like you're safe you're safe it's not that big of a deal bro calm down so anyways how does it feel instant karma um when they get back to the house Corey tells fessy that he feels played and hella slighted he says i don't feel like you did me wrong but i don't feel like you did me right either so basically Corey wanted to be on the tribunal but I don't really understand why I don't get he clearly wasn't planning on going in again he already has a red skull so I don't really understand I guess just to keep himself from having to go in but if you know you have two people I don't know whatever trust issues probably um so there's that uh the house vote Kyle wants the house vote uh, he says, last time you guys gave it to Corey, I'd really appreciate it if you would give it to me this time. And they do, they give it to him unanimously. Um, and they actually seem to kind of be pulling for him against Josh. Like the way that they are sending him in, it kind of seems like, you know, we're sending you in and also like, go ahead and uh, take that guy out. Um, so yeah, maybe, right. It seems like that might be the case. Um, for the girls, Bailey wants the house vote and she gets it unanimously. Melissa, <laughs> Melissa is so cute. So her voice is very like kind of sex phone operator a little bit, like very sweet and slow and smooth and just, she's very pretty and very sweet. And she has a super pretty voice. Um, so yeah, she's a, she's a little bit nervous. She says that if she goes in or that they'll try to send her in and that Bailey will want to take her out um, because you know, some history or whatever, but they give Bailey the opportunity to go in as the house vote so that she can get her skull. She's the last girl without one. So that puts Tribunal in a weird spot, right? Because somebody's going to have to go in that has a red skull. So somebody's not going to be thrilled. Unlike the guys, right? Where there's a safe both, um, there's not a safe girl as a second Tribunal vote. So there's that. Uh, let's see. Nelson tells Anissa um, when they're kind of chilling at the house, uh, I guess probably getting ready to go out, that the guys are saying that they don't want to run the final with her. So she's confused. Again, like I mentioned at the top of the episode, um, why anyone is even talking about who they want to run it with when it's an individual game. Um, again, I'm hot and cold about a lot of the players, Nelson being one of them. But I think I like that Nelly went to Anissa with it. It's hard for me to tell about him, though. Like, it's hard to know, is he just telling her that because he likes the drama and likes the fact that he knows something that she didn't know and kind of wants to, you know, have the tough conversation with her? Or is he really telling her because he's looking out for her and doesn't want her to be blindsided? If it's the latter, I appreciate it. Um, even if it's not, 
I mean, if he has bad intentions, that sucks. But either way, I am glad that, you know, and somebody's having the conversation with Anissa. I think I would have liked for it to have been bananas. They seem to, they seem like they were kind of close right at the start of the, the season, but he doesn't seem to be protecting her at all and is actually like kind of, to me, it feels like leading the charge in the campaign against her. So I'm kind of disappointed um, in what he's doing. But we know, right, he's always going to do whatever he has to do to win. And this close to the end, you know, got to look out for number one. So, all right, so they go out on the town. Um, it looks like maybe they're at the same little fake setup bar. I don't really know what's happening. It looks like like a, like a back room in a bar, but it's only ever them. Um, and then like the one bartender, I don't really understand the bar situation. Maybe I can get on an Instagram live and ask somebody, but... I don't know, maybe. Um, okay, so they go to the bar. Um, <laughs> Josh is talking to Fessy, and he's like, don't let anyone get you down, bro. You did the right thing. Blah, blah. I'm like, dude, stop it. You're only saying that because you got your way. If it had gone the other way, you would have been throwing the opposite fit. Like, how dare you do that? You you know, you were selfish. You didn't make the right choice, and blah, blah, blah. Like, come on now. Um, Anissa's begging Jenny not to blindside her, and I wish that this episode would stop playing out the way that I literally see it playing out in front of my eyes. I feel very much like Anissa is about to go in and I don't like it. I don't think that it's fair. Um, so the tribunal vote comes and just as I expected, right? (laughs) Um, Anissa ends up going as one of the tribunal votes, but they don't even show the tribunal discussing D as an option. They're running through all the people and they just skip right over her. So for the guys, Nelly's up. He's so annoyed. Um, it's really funny. Um, it's, he's annoyed when he sees his name on the wall. He's like, come on guys. So Rogan goes in first and he makes a comment about them making him come in there on laundry day. Um, Rogan has turned out to be pretty hilarious again i'll say it again the guys are really killing it for me killing it as in being awesome for me this season i feel like they're funnier i feel like they're more like broed down and less like trying to be you know the hottest guy or pick up the girl or hook up with somebody like that has really not been a factor outside of bear i guess in this whole season and i really love that (laughs) i here for it i did hear that kyle and melissa were hooking up on this season but i haven't they haven't spent a whole lot of time focusing on that like they obviously cut eyes at each other there's obviously like a few few things that happen but i just i like the editing on this i, I wonder if we got a new producer for that as well because there's been less love story and more um more kind of bromancy comedy uh that i'm here for so anyways rogan says you know you made me come in here on laundry day it's very funny um nelly tells him this is embarrassing i'm done with y'all again it's super silly um the tribunal assures the guys like neither of you are going in clearly josh is like i'm going in this is just because we have to send somebody and i knew that you guys would be the the coolest about it Corey would have lost his ish so it's good that it's not Corey. um who knows what bananas would have done hopefully he would have been cool too but you never know with bananas he probably would have got his panties in a bunch and thrown a little bit of a fit so anyways um i think they made good choices there it was good for tv if nothing else so um girls melissa goes in um fessy says you know i'm cool with a million dollars and um what is what do my notes say cool doesn't make you a million dollars i don't remember i do take notes during the episode so that i'll remember um but i don't 
Oh, 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 oh. Fessy says, I'm cool with Anissa. That's what it is. Fessy says, I'm cool with Anissa. Melissa says, yeah, well, cool doesn't make you a million dollars. Basically saying like, yeah, I see that you're cool with her. But do you, again, back to the whole, like, do you want to run a final with Anissa thing? Which I don't really get whatever um okay so then anisa reminds them again that it's not an individual final um she says you know some of the most fit people have died in a final <clears throat> ct um and that there will be other elements she tells them how she's never she feels like she never gets a chance and that she's been to the day before a final four times okay let's take a second did we take the second did everybody take the second can you guys imagine that can you imagine how many weeks, right? Whatever, 16 weeks or something like that. Being on these shows four times. And then the day before the final, one day, one elimination before the final being sent home, four times being that close and working that hard. The good thing is that Anissa gets paid by the episode. Um, so if she stays for 14 episodes over two or three episodes, she makes that much more money. Let's say she's making $20,000 an episode. So 20,000 times 10, right? Then she's making that much more money than if she only stayed for two or four or eight, right? So at least there's that. The longer she stays, the more she gets paid. But it's got to be so frustrating to never have won and to have gone out four times the day before you run the final. That's super sad. I hate that. Okay, so purgatory. Again, Kyle and Bailey are the house vote, right? And then we have Fessy, Jenny, and Josh voting for either Melissa or Anissa for the girls. Um, and Fessy votes for Melissa, again, because he's cool with Anissa. And even if cool doesn't win him a million dollars, that's where he's going. Jenny votes for Anissa. I don't really understand that, except that she says, oh, yeah, that's right. She says she started the show with Melissa. That's her with Melissa, which is War of the Worlds, right? They probably came on together, if I remember correctly. She says that's her girl. She's not sending her in. Um, I feel like she probably doesn't need to worry about which one of the two of them. She could beat the easiest. She could beat either of them. So whatever, right? So she says Anissa. And then Josh says Anissa, which I really don't love. And he says it's because I have to look out for number one and I have to take into consideration who I want to run a final with. And I would rather run it with Melissa. Again, it's an individual final. I hope that they run this completely alone and that they never partner up with a girl and that they all look real, real stupid for not letting Anissa go run her dang final. Um, but yeah, Josh sends in Anissa. And with that, Anissa goes in. TJ reminds them all that she is the winningest challenger or the winningest at eliminations in challenge history ever. She has 10 skulls, right? She's beaten 10 people in eliminations and she has to do it one more time, right? She's got a red skull. Uh, she's got to win this so that she can stay and run the final, which is crap. She's the only one who has had to do this. I don't love it. Oh, that's not true. Jenna. Didn't Jenna have a red skull? She beat somebody. She beat Tori, got a red skull, and then she had to go in a Again, when Kayla went in and Anissa beat her. So I guess this has happened once before. But anyway, so we have Kyle and Bailey. Josh sends himself in against Kyle. So Kyle and Josh and then Bailey and Anissa ends up being the tribunal vote. So purgatory is called not something. And basically they have to tie these knots around a car. So they have a big, huge rope. They have to run it in and out all throughout this car, tying knots. And then however many knots they get, it's like that pyramid one that they've done in the past. And then they get X amount of time to tie all these knots. And then once they're done, they send in the other person to their side uh, to untie the knot and who or untie the rope and get the rope outside of the circle. And whoever does it the fastest wins. So there's that. Uh, the girls go first and Bailey ends up beating Anissa. 
Um, it sucks the most. I don't love it at all. It really makes me very sad um, that Josh sent her in and uh, she ends up getting eliminated. It just sucks, you know, and Anissa says that, you know, she's kind of uh, been her own worst enemy and that she thinks that she doubts herself to the point that uh, she ends up, she doesn't say this, right? But basically that she's manifesting these losses. <laughs> Excuse me, that she's conspiring against herself, right? Because if she doesn't believe in herself and she keeps saying, you know, I'm not going to make the final. I'm not going to even be able to run the final. This has happened to me four times. It's going to happen to me a fifth time. I'm not going to win, blah, blah, blah. And then this shit keeps happening to her, right? She needs a final. She needs a final and she needs to win it. I want that for her so badly. So TJ does make a comment, obviously, about how they will. we will see her again. And I hope that that is true. Um, she's absolutely wonderful. I love, uh, the challenger that she was this season. I think she's so great and really very funny and very beautiful and very strong. And I look forward to, uh, seeing her again and her running and winning a final. So anyways, Bailey beats her. It sucks. I'm not a Bailey fan. I'm not, not a Bailey fan. I couldn't care less about Bailey. Um, but I like Anissa a lot. So that's a super bummer for me. Don't love it. Um, so then it's Josh and Kyle and <laughs> Bananas calls Josh a goofy bastard and it made me laugh so hard. Josh is very not good with his body, like just uncoordinated. I think he's just so big that even if he is coordinated, it just doesn't look like he's doing a great job. Although Bessie's really big too and he's a football player, like he moves like a damn ballerina basically. Um, but watching Josh move throughout this car with this big rope is very, very funny. He just looks, he just looks very clumsy all the time. Whenever he, on trivia night, multiple episodes ago, when he fell into the water and Jenny was like, even, he even falls messy. Like he just is not super great, super graceful. I, he's, a better athlete than I thought that he was. He's done better in this season than I thought that he would, but just clumsy, big, big oaf. Um, a goofy bastard is what Bananas calls him. And again, it I died. It cracked me up. Kyle says he's terrible at knots. He's not looking forward to this being the, um, the purgatory challenge or whatever, elimination challenge. Um, but he does great, and he ends up whooping Josh. And by whooping, I mean like, whooping josh is still trying to get you know his first knot out of a window that he can't fit through in this car that kyle has managed to squeeze himself into with the help of melissa um giving him some advice because she's basically like go through the small spaces like he's not going to be able to maneuver through the small spaces so he is like in between the steering wheel and the dashboard like making knots there's no there's zero chance josh is getting in there and he doesn't and kyle gets all of his rope out way out before josh is even close to that point so kyle whoops josh and um he makes comments about how now he gets to sit with the cool kids um he's like now i get to be in the red skull club i'm tired of having to eat dinner by myself now i get to sit with the cool kids again very funny. These people are very funny. Why is the challenge just now so funny? Maybe I need to go back and watch old episodes or old seasons. Maybe it was funny then too. I don't CT has always been hilarious. That humor is what I feel like we're getting more and more from the other guys now. I just love it. I'm here for it. Anyway, so Kyle gets to sit with the cool kids and Josh cries and says, oh, to lose right before the final. 
Yeah, bro. That's literally what Anissa was asking you not to do to her. Anissa said, I have, I've had to go out four times right before the final. Please don't do this to me again. I don't want to do this again. Please don't. And then guess what? Josh did it. Right. And now he's like, Oh, this one hurts, you know, bad to lose right before the final sucks. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what Anissa was trying to tell you that she didn't want to happen to her. And that's exactly what you did to her. So it's instant karma is what Anissa calls it. And I agree with my whole heart. It's instant karma. Corey says um, about Anissa, this one hurts for me and I know it hurts for you. And I really felt that. I thought it was very sweet. We know Corey and Anissa have their past. I know now that they are friends though. And I think it's very sweet um, that Corey was cheering for her and, you know, comments about the fact that uh, it sucks and it's sad that, you know, Anissa had to go out like this. And yeah, he says, this one hurts for me and I know it hurts for you. And again felt that so anisa ends up walking out arm in arm with josh arm in arm she's she's just better than us like we don't deserve her she's so good she's come so so far from like calling trishel trash and like fighting with her and just being like crazy obnoxious to this the person that she is right now like anisa you are everything so there's that now everyone has their red skull so we kind of ended up it's like full circle right now we're gonna have however many weeks we have left of the show where everybody now doesn't want to go into purgatory or to the elimination round and everybody is politicking to stay out and now we're back to kind of how the show runs typically um i was kind of hoping that there would be somebody that didn't have a white skull and that we would have a finale that felt similar to the island um in that i mean i'm cool with people with skulls like having to fight you know, whatever, and going home, that's fine. Unless it's Anissa, I'm not fine with that, let's be honest. Um, but I like the fact that, you know, at the very end, there are a couple people that just didn't do enough to get get off the island. I like that concept. So I was kind of hoping that maybe not everybody would get, get one. But anyways, it played out to where everybody has their red skull. And that's it. Someone is going to have to go into an elimination with the skull. And now we start playing again, politicking to stay out. So let's see. Um, episode MVP, I think I'm going to give to Kyle. Um, primarily because he was the funniest. Um, I think I've already given an episode MVP to Rogan. Um, I might save that one. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Kyle. I'm going to give it to Kyle because he didn't even make it to the second round of the challenge mission. Um, and yet he got house vote and got his opportunity to go in. One, got his red skull, took out Josh, which again, instant karma. I'm here for it. I love it. Um, and his interviews were super funny. They were the funniest. And I'm here for for the comedy this season, like I've mentioned before. So it was good. Kyle is going to get MVP this episode so there's that um i'm done so i hope you all have enjoyed this episode again hit me up on instagram it's ashley pip gillen so that's my first name ashley p-i-p uh that's my husband being very loud as i try to wrap this up ashley pip gilland um also on facebook under going gilland again it's a group that i primarily set up just to post 
whenever new podcasts go up, but you can at least DM me there if you can't find me on Instagram. Let's connect. Let's be friends. I do this really, truly, and honestly so that I can connect with all of you um, because I enjoy conversation and I enjoy making new friends and being socially distanced makes it harder, um, but that doesn't mean that we can't stay socially connected. So please share this with your friends. Um, hashtag going Gillen when you share it on Instagram, put it in your stories, tag me, whatever. Um, I would love that very, very much. And again, um, this will allow us to get to know each other better um, and make new friends, which I'm totally here for. So I love you all so much. Please be nice to each other. Um, treat each other with re- the respect that we are all um, deserving of. And that's it. So peace. Love y'all.